turn up your radio, it's time for DeLorean Talk with your host, Dave Tavers. Hi, and welcome to another episode of DeLorean Talk. This is Dave Tavers, VIN number 10515. Thanks, as always, for joining. Today, I have Sean Knight, who is the current president of the Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club. I met Sean... Uh, March 2017, when I was in, C I happened to be in Seattle for something else, and ended up going to their St. Patrick's Day parade, and met him out in the pouring rain when we were all huddled under the eaves, and uh, talked to him a, a bunch. He is actually a little bit newer owner than I am, so Sean, thanks so much for joining me. Hey Dave, thanks for having me on. Great to be here. Yeah. So, uh, what is your VIN number, and when did you get your car? Because I said you were. A little bit younger than me and as an owner, right? I bought mine. In fact, yesterday was my two-year anniversary of picking it up. Actually, uh, I'm a little bit older, uh, older, older owner than you. I You're got three my years. yeah. I've had my just over three years. That's yes. okay. I got mine in December of 2014. Yep. Oh, of 14. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're you're a whole year older. I I don't know why I was thinking that. No, no problem. Yeah, my VIN is uh, 6214. My car is a November 81 build. Wow, November 81. I've got a December 81 build, and I'm a whole 10,515. You're in the 6,000 series. Yes, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the last, what, I think I'm a, yeah, I'm the last model, or last month of the 81 model years, yeah. Well, oh, right, yeah, because I'm December 81 build, but I'm a, a 82 model. So what is your yep. what's your uh, what is the makeup of your car? Uh, mine is uh, it has an automatic transmission, and then uh, this last year I just um, had it had a, a stage two done on it. Oh wow! Black, gray, grooved hood, fuel flap. Oh, uh, uh, yep, gray interior with a, a grooved hood, no fuel flap. Any have you done much customization to the car since you've had it? Uh, let's see. Not too much. It looks fairly stock. I really like the stock look of the um, DeLorean. I mean, like, I've also I put new suspension on it. I've lowered it. That's one thing. When I got mine, like, I know all the the cars with the stock suspension on them sat up high. Yeah. Mine, I felt, sat up really high. So <laughs> that was one of the first things I did. And that made a huge difference in the way it rides and handles. It's like when I had the original suspension on it, yeah, when I first got it, it's like, it seemed like if I would get it up much above 65, the front end felt a little too light, and I'd be like, okay, I better slow down. Uh, yeah, I felt that. I, I drove Jay Shetland's car a little bit on the highway, and mm -hmm. I would have sworn that his he had had the front end lower, but he said, no, it's stock. And then when I look at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it does have that giant space between the tire and the, and the mm -hmm. fender. But yeah. I don't know what it was. Driving his car, it felt like I could actually see the road in front of the car. And with my car, I feel like, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a four by four or something. I can't quite see, you know, you can't see over the hood very well. <laughs> yeah. Now, is yours at stock height or have you had it yeah. lowered? Nope, it's stock. There, it's stock. Okay. I love, like most people, I love the stance of the lowered front end. But then I talked to some people. Yeah. Um, there's another owner here, uh, Mark Montenegro, who's, he got his car when he was 16. And he lowered it right away. And in fact, the first time I met him was at DMC California when he was picking his car up when he had the process reversed. He put the stock back on, the stock uh, 
springs back on. Oh, wow. Because I... he said every single time he turned in anywhere, he was scraping. Now, maybe he'd gone lower than you or a lot of other people, but he said after, I forget, 15 years or something, he said he just had enough and he went back to the stock springs. Yeah, I've never had a problem with it scraping, but I know, yeah, some people take theirs really low. Yeah. Oh, you know, I recently was in Northern California. I saw Mark Woodsma just bought the the Mongoose car. Mm. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. he, he'd only, I, I don't know, he'd only had it a few weeks, I think, or a month. Um, you could not, if you made a fist and then laid down on your stomach at the back of the car, you could not put your fist between the, the frame and the ground. It was, it's that low. I'm not exaggerating. Wow. Absolutely amazing. So he's like, no, no, I got to raise it up at least an inch. Cause he just, he, he said it scrapes all over the place. And I think he's done that work. I'm hoping to have yeah. him on, on DeLorean talk uh, sooner than later. I'd asked him about it when I was there and he said, yeah, but he wanted to do work to the car first. And that was in, you know, end of November or so. So that, so you had gotcha. the, you had your springs, you put in different suspension. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Stock stereo, new stereo, or was it already? No, I've had a uh, new stereo, um, had a new stereo put in, new speakers, all that, because I had the original, I got it, and it just sounded terrible. So <laughs> I can now, like, you know, I can uh, play music um, on my Bluetooth, you know, and stuff like that. Right. Well, I can, too, and I have an ASI radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a Craig radio originally. I had my, I sent my ASI stock radio off to Dimitri in France, and he, put a Bluetooth receiver in it. So it's awesome. Oh, that's right. I think you mentioned that to yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. You know, I briefly thought about doing something like that and then, yeah, I just ended up going with a new stereo. Yeah. And I'm just such a, I'm not a freak about it, but I, I like you, I like the look of the car and there's something about when you get into, into mm -hmm. the, the cockpit, it forget about the radio. It looks like a 1980s car, right? It's, it doesn't look futuristic. In oh, it totally does. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I didn't, no. I don't know. I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to put in a different stereo that would, it just, it, it would look so yeah. completely out of place in my opinion, but you know, teach his own. I also, when people do crazy stuff to their car, I'm like, great, go for it. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a nut job that says you're yeah. not allowed to do that to your own car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the stereo is, that's really the only thing about the interior I'm really going to um, change. The only other thing I did is, um, you know, those like stainless shift plates you can get, you know, in, yeah put down, yeah. uh, put on by your shifter. Yeah, I got one of those. Oh, nice. Just yeah. to kind of dress, I don't know, add a little something different to yeah. it. So. I, and I have a manual, and I've looked at those. You know, it has that shift pattern, you know, all the fingers there. And it looks kind of cool, but mm -hmm. then I really like the boot. <laughs> you know, it's got, it still has the original rubber boot. Or yes. You know, leather boot, <clears throat> and I like that look. So it's like, meh, I'll, I'm going to yeah. leave all that. The only thing, I don't have floor mats. Did you? Yeah. Did yours come with the original floor mats or... Mine came with, yes, it has the original floor mats. In. Nice. Yep. I thought about that. Yeah. But, um, They're in, yeah, pretty decent shape. Nice. Yeah, I, I I think that's one, should be an easy thing to do. It's surprising how expensive floor mats are, but. I know, yeah. No, I'm glad mine are in decent shape. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So how much do you drive your car? Are you, uh, it's, is it a daily driver or weekends, once a month, 10 times a month? Do you do a lot of parades? Or car shows? Um, I do a lot of parades, a lot of parades, a lot of car shows with it. During the summer, or I shouldn't say just during the summer, pretty much when it's not raining, <laughs> I try to um, I try to drive it. So, 
I think, yeah, last time I drove it was on Saturday, and it's looking like so far the rest of the week up here is supposed to be kind of rainy, so I don't know when I'll get a chance to drive it again. But in the summer, um, yeah, I drive it whenever I can. It's not my, um, it's not the car I take to work or anything like that. Although, well, sometimes I will. If the weather's good in the middle of summer, yeah. Exactly. Well, to get to work, I take uh, a a commuter train in, and there's no way I'm leaving my DeLorean at a uh, transit (laughs) center all day. Yeah, Yeah, I don't blame you. No way I'm doing that. Yeah, that's definitely just a a scream for come steal me in a park and ride. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. I I have I picked up my car less than one week before I left my corporate job, and I took it to work and showed it off to everybody because I I had I, I'm sure I've said this before I bought my car three months before I told anybody about it, and at work I had you know a model on my desk or a couple models on my desk and I, it was my desktop background and I did a lot of meetings so people everybody knew I was a DeLorean nut. But when I bought it, because it needed right. a lot of work, I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to be that guy that said, oh, I bought a DeLorean. They're like, where is it? Oh, it's in the shop. <laughs> so so I didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah. And then I surprised everybody when I had it parked out front and everybody came out. I was like, oh, ooh, ah, and you know, lots of pictures. And uh, it was fun. But I haven't, had, I haven't had the chance to drive a DeLorean to work on a regular basis to share it with people. So I don't know what that's what that's like. Have you driven your car to work every now and then? Every now and then I do. The only difference is um, I work in downtown Seattle, so it stays in a parking garage, and not very many people get to see. That's true. Yeah. I have taken one or two of my coworkers down to look at it. They're always um, they're always impressed with it. And then uh, one night we had like we did like happy hour, and I uh, was giving someone a ride uh, to the. Uh, ferry she was going to take one of the ferries over one of the islands and um she saw the car and like freaked out she's like oh my god i gotta take a picture of this for my son (laughs) nice yeah it's fun that's the fun part about it yeah yeah what brought you to to buy a delorean how old were you the first time you saw one what what's what's your what's kind of that what led up to it well um like a lot of the younger owners, I was introduced to the DeLorean through Back to the Future. Um, when the first one came out in 85, I don't know if my parents took me to see it or not. If they did, I was too young to remember. But I do remember them taking to, taking me to see Part 2. And uh, that was kind of my first introduction to the DeLorean. And then uh, from then on out, whenever you know it was on TV or anything like that, eventually we bought a VHS a copy of it, I would watch it. And the funny thing is, I remember, like, I liked the whole movie, but the parts that I really paid attention to where I was, you know, that were just my favorites were any scene that the car was in. Right, right. Yeah, and it was weird with me. I saw it in uh, kind of out of order. The first one I can remember seeing is part two. Then I saw part three, and part one was actually the last one that I saw. Yeah, and so then that kind of uh, that started the fire with me. Nice. Isn't it funny how uh, here in here in Southern California, uh, I've met a couple of owners who bought their cars before 1985, before Back to the Future came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a few up here who've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta. You man, I'm I'm so jealous of you guys. You have such a great community up there, and a lot of older owners. People have had we a really long do. time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. It, it's interesting. 
that I don't know what would you say 90 95% of people that buy DeLoreans all say oh I saw the movie as a kid and that's what kind of got me hooked on the car yeah I'd say the vast majority of people yeah that have them uh, that that that's what their story tends to be every now and then there's an owner that I talk to that are anti back to the future they get pissed off because people always make the jokes and comments I've said, I'm like, Hey, get over it. That, you know, that's, if it wasn't for those movies, you have this to live car, with it. yeah, well not just live with it. I think, I think people need to embrace it. Yeah. That doesn't mean do a time machine conversion or, or put a flux capacitor in your car. It just right, means no. that's what people have memories of it and they love it. So let them enjoy that. Exactly. And yeah. You don't have to talk about the movie with them, but at least don't, don't be uh, dismissive. And And I've seen that, you know, some people are just, they don't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah, there are some that uh, don't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah, like I know one owner that I met my first year in the club, and he was asking me how, I, kind of what you just asked me, how did you, you know, first get into the car? I said, oh, Back to the Future, how about you? I hate Back to the Future. <laughs> I bought my car before that movie came out. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. We won't talk about that then. <laughs> what was your What was your uh, process for finding your car? Had you decided to buy it at a certain, you know, 20 years ago, or... Was it a spur of the moment? I knew that I wanted one uh, when I got really into the car. And, like, as a kid, I don't know, I felt like I was a bit different from other kids who liked it. You know, they liked it because it was like, oh, it's a time machine. I actually, um, like, I would go to the library and I would check out what few books there were on DeLorean, and I read up on them, and I actually learned the history of it. And then uh, the first time I ever saw one in person believe it or not, when I went into sixth grade, my teacher actually owned a DeLorean. Wow. Yeah, and it was the car that she drove. Yeah, she drove it uh, to school every day. Um, I guess her husband had had it for a number of years, and um, they hadn't been driving it much. It had just been sitting in their garage. And so I guess she told him that, look, we either need to drive this thing or we need to sell it. So he's like, okay, you're going to start taking it to work because <laughs> I don't want to drive it to where I work. So she would drive it to school, and uh, I think the first day I went up and told her, you know, how much I liked the cars. Uh, so she, like, took me out. She showed it to me, and then uh, during the year, if there was ever anything she forgot in her car or something like that, she'd send me out to get it. Oh, that's And then awesome. actually on the last day of school, on the last day of school, yeah, she asked my mom, because I didn't live that far away, she goes, can I give Sean a ride home in the car? And I didn't <laughs> even wait for my mom to answer. I'm just like, yes, you can. So... That was my first experience riding in one, and then the next, the uh, next time I sat in one was when I bought mine. Oh but, wow! Uh, that experience, my sixth grade year, that planted. That's when I told myself, "Okay, you're going to have one of these someday." <laughs> sixth grade, you were about twelve years old. About twelve years old, yeah. <clears throat> so then, fast forward to what fall 2014, maybe like late summer or something. I um. I was sitting there, and I don't know what came over me, but I had thought, I was like, I need a toy, you know, and I thought that, I'm like, well, you're always talking about getting a DeLorean. Why don't you, you know, you're not married yet. You don't have any kids. You have a good job. Why not uh, see about buying one? So I started to um, really save up my money and then started looking around for them. Uh, it took me a few months. There was one that came up for sale on Craigslist that was like 15000 and I wrote to the guy and asked, 
um, hey, can I come look at it? And he said, well, actually, someone else just got here or just wrote to me before you did, and they want to come look at it uh, first. And so, but if he doesn't buy it, then you can come look at it. So I'm like, okay. And then um, uh, a couple of days later, wrote to him again. He said, yeah, the guy bought it. Yeah. So I was, but that made me even more determined. So eventually <laughs> what happened is I went to um, DMC Northwest and met uh, Toby Peterson and he actually had three cars in there that were for sale. So he spent like two hours with me yeah. um, answering uh, my questions and like, you know, telling me about DeLoreans and stuff like that. And then when I went in that day, I didn't necessarily intend to buy one that day. I knew I was close to buying one, but I was like, okay, don't go in there and get all excited <laughs> and make an offer on the first one you see. And right. after two hours, I'm like, I want that one. <laughs> you know? And Toby was like, okay, well, I'll, it was on consignment. He's like, okay, well, let me, uh, I'll let the owner know and see what he says and uh, see if we can't agree on a price. And then uh, a few days later, he um, emailed me back and said that uh, the owner had accepted my offer. Wow. That's awesome. Day later, I took him, took him my check, and then uh, he um, uh, did some work on the car, and then I picked it up on December nineteenth, two thousand fourteen. Nice. And I was like you; I didn't tell any of my friends <laughs> that I was buying one. And so the next day, um, one of my friends was throwing a big Christmas party. So on Facebook, the next day, I threw up a picture of it, and I just said my uh my christmas present arrived <laughs> and then i got texts and calls from a bunch of people going did you buy a delorean I'm like yeah no, you better be driving it tonight so that night was kind of my first uh my first unofficial car show oh that's awesome really fantastic that you got a car through toby peterson i mean he knows so much yes ex-boeing engineer who loves the car and has designed and built tons of stuff for the car i'm sincerely jealous. You really have, yeah. I'm jealous that I don't live closer. You guys are so lucky <laughs> to have him right there. And he is so We're really, I, yeah, I'll, I say that to people all the time. Yes, he is. He is really, I mean, when I was there talking to him, I mean, he didn't know, you know, he didn't know me. For all he knew, yeah. I was this guy that was just going to pepper him with a bunch of questions about DeLoreans, yeah. and then he'd never hear from me again. He stayed there and talked with me after he technically had closed up for the day. Yeah. And, and he never once said, you Hurry know, up, kid. Um, I really appreciate talking to you, but I got to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He never said anything like that. So he was just great. When, yeah. I, when I was there in March, I I was, I, I said before, I lived in Seattle for many years. I was a member of the PNDC right. back in the 90s, but didn't have a car. I, I knew Arnie Brandon. I'd been to a couple of tech events, but I did not know anybody else. And I don't know if Toby was around mm -hmm. back then or not. I didn't remember him, but in the year or two before buying my car and then once i bought my car I think he was I, he probably was i just don't remember him i don't i honestly didn't remember anybody right yeah um so when i was there in march and ended up getting a ride for the parade and went to the car show at the space Needle afterwards and then went to the the uh, party uh that evening got a chance to talk and get to know a bunch of people and finally got to chit chat with toby more and then i went over to, to his shop and same thing. He spent so much time. I wasn't looking to buy a car. I was not going to have him do any work on my car. But yeah. he just was so patient and friendly and helpful. 
And yeah, yeah. He, he is just fantastic. Not, not that other people haven't been, but yeah. he, I feel like more so than others, uh, are just, has just super helpful and friendly. So he's the guy, if anybody yeah, is listening like, to this and decides they want to get a DeLorean and you're anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, track down Toby Peterson. <laughs> he's the guy that'll absolutely. help you find a yeah. good car and, uh, you know, every car has issues. It doesn't yeah. mean he's going to sell you, a you know, he's going to find a pristine one for you, but he'll, he'll, he'll be honest. He's not a, he's not sly about it. Yeah. He's not trying to get you to take something off, off anybody's hands. He's pretty straightforward. No, he's not a car. He's not a used car salesman. Right. Right. He's, he's you know, a like there's, there's car, lover. kind of the snake oil salesman. Yeah, he, exactly. That's what he is. Yeah. Yes. So before you got your car, were you a member of the Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club, or how quickly did you join? I was not. Um, I got my car, and then uh, just after the holidays, I had to take it in. I had a new um, fuel pump put in it and a new windshield put in it, so I took it to Toby for that. And uh, when I went to pick it up after he was done with that work, he said, Hey, uh, just to let you know, have you thought about joining joining the uh, Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club? And I said, Yeah, I'm going to get around and do that. And he goes, Well, we're having our annual meeting tomorrow, <laughs> so um, and a lot of new members joined then. So he said, So if you want to show up, uh, I think that'd be great. So I'm like, Okay, yeah, tell me where it's at. And then the next day, I drove there in my car and um, yeah, joined the club and met up with everyone. So I joined pretty quickly after I got the car. Yeah. And how long have you been, now been president of the club? This, I just, uh, we just had our meeting um, last Saturday, so I've just started on my second year as president of the club. So you guys do one-year one terms? Yeah, technically one-year terms, yeah. There's uh -huh. usually not a stampede of folks who want to be president. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to go back to your car, you have had the car three years now. How far, what's your yep. longest road trip with it, or what's the longest distance you've driven? Because I, I know you guys go to eastern Washington for some shows. Yep, and that was my longest uh, road trip. Uh, last year, for the first time ever, I drove it from Seattle to Spokane for a uh, nighttime parade that they have over there. We had, what was it, seven DeLoreans caravanning across Washington. Yeah. Not not in the parade. You had seven DeLoreans driving from Seattle to Spokane together, eastern Washington. Yes. Yes. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's is that the Lilac Parade? That was the Lilac Parade, yes. Yeah. And then it's a nighttime parade, so you guys put lights on the cars. Yes. Yeah. I didn't with mine. Um yeah, but a lot of the others they really dress theirs up, so I'm gonna have to um, I'm gonna have to get some lights for it this yeah. year. <laughs> well, now with LEDs, it's so easy. But it's a it's a really fun parade. Looks like it. Those pictures are amazing. And you were saying yeah. once you guys got once you got your yeah. seven cars over there, how many more were over there? Uh, there was like another four or five cars that joined us over there in Eastern Washington. Like uh, that's fantastic. We had mm -hmm. our the Christmas parade here last month. I think we had five DeLoreans in Southern California, and it was. 81 degrees out <laughs> so this is why i always whine and complain how do you not have more yeah i know yeah because there are a ton of deloreans down down southern california yeah 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 you guys gotta um the owners down there need to step it up if we can you know do it but um that was the first time i actually uh, got my car up to um 
88, so I can say that I've gone 88 <laughs> miles in a DeLorean whenever someone asks me. Do, now, do you have the 80, 85 Speedo, or do you have the updated Speedo? I have the 85 Speedo, but when we were driving, I had my um, I had yes. one of those uh, speedometer apps on my phone open, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I've got, I'm up to 88. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I've done it. Just the, uh, I drove the car, yesterday was my two-year anniversary, I drove it, and when I got on the freeway, I was trying to get around a big clump of traffic, and I noticed that, oh man, I hit 85, it didn't go any further, it just pegged at 85, and I and it stayed there for a while as I was slowing back down, I was going, <laughs> wow, I, I mean, I must have been going 90, you know, at least 90 for, you know, for a minute, and that was the first time I think that I've gone, usually when I get close to 85, I'm like, I'm driving too fast. And it's only when I'm it's only when I'm passing yeah. people. I'm not a speed demon, right? Interesting. And I haven't run any of the uh, GPS apps on the phone. But you know, there was a while back I saw something online that there is um, you can you can pull up on your smartphone one of those GPS apps, and then it will flip the image mm -hmm. backwards. And when you put it up on on the da on the steering column, because of the angle of the plastic that covers the the gauges it, you almost get kind of a heads-up display mm -hmm. on that gauge have you have you tried that or seen that oh weird no i've never tried that i didn't even know you could do that uh, yeah only because the angle that you know of that the plastic there um yeah that yeah. works it kind of you so somebody else had done that huh. i like oh I'll that'd be kind of fun that. yeah i haven't done it yeah. yet either even though i saw it and i was like oh that's kind of cool so it's not you don't you know it's not a full heads up display on the on the windshield but the right. you know it's bright and it, obviously it works better at night cuz it the phone is is bright. Right. Right. So that's your longest drive? Yep, that's the longest drive I've ever been on. Yeah. You, how many times have you done that? Uh last year was my first year. Oh, okay. Right when I first got the car, I was kind of um nervous about taking it long, uh, on long distance drives. I don't know. I was like, first one I got, I was paranoid about driving on the freeway. It's like, I, I hope no one hits me or, but <laughs> right. or something like that. But I've kind of, I've gotten over that. Yeah. So, I was uh, also paranoid here. about driving it in the rain when then eventually I told myself, this is stupid. You live in Seattle. It's, yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. And it's not like the car is going to melt or something like that. It's made of stainless steel. Right. Uh, now, it, yesterday also was the first time we went over. Uh, a couple of us went and met at uh, Don Steger's uh, new shop, and yeah, it was it's, was raining pretty good here in Southern California. We don't get tons of crazy rain, but yesterday and today it was raining pretty good. And we had talked about the fact that you can't really break that rear end loose. I mean, there's so much weight back there. There's not you don't have 300 horsepower, so it's a pretty tough right. to spin the no, tires. No, you definitely don't. And yesterday was the first time that I, uh, I'll, I'll say I purposely, when I was making a left turn, there was nobody <laughs> on my side. I, I did it on purpose. I gave it extra gas and turned it extra hard just to get the rear end to spin out and still had good control over it, but it was the first time I had done that. But that's only because everything was wet and first time we've had rain in a long time. So right. the, the streets were oily. I'm like, okay, well, now I've done it. I'm over it. <laughs> I don't need to be fishtailing the DeLorean. <laughs> I did that. Don't need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I did. I used to do that in the Miata up in Seattle, yeah. but that didn't. You know, the Miata was oh sure, yeah, replaceable car. You know, it was a toy. That literally was a toy. Yeah. So I, I wasn't as bothered by that. Exactly. Yeah. I actually saw a video on Facebook. I think it was on Facebook today or something of someone like in a snow-covered parking lot trying to spin their DeLorean. Really. 
Is, I think that was oh, today I saw that. I will yeah. have to look for that. And there's a every now and then I see the fun ads from DeLorean back in the day, the print ads of the, the ski rack. They had a ski rack attachment for the DeLorean. Have you seen those? Yes, I actually have one. <laughs> oh, you do? You have a rack or you have the ski rack? I have one. I have the, uh, they call it the, they call it a luggage rack, but that yeah. was, you could attach skis to it. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. I blew it um, mm-hmm. about, I'd only had the car, I think, for a couple months, and somebody in Vegas was selling the luggage rack for $99. And I, I called I called up the DMC California, and I'm like, hey, should I get this? And they're like, yeah, you really don't need it. And I didn't buy it. And now it's I'm kicking myself. I'm like, dang it, man, for a hundred bucks? You don't need it. They're really nice to have. Yeah. If you ever get a flat tire. I mean, hopefully you'll never get one, but it's yeah. nice to have that. So that I, I I think I mentioned this on uh, a previous episode. I posted on DMC Talk asking, uh, did a survey and said, how many miles have you driven and gotten a flat tire and successfully used the spare? Almost nobody. There was like 24, 25 responses, and there was two people that had ever used the spare. So, uh, and my my thing is, I live in Southern California. If I'm going to drive to San Francisco or Las Vegas, AAA is a, a simple phone call away. I am never putting the spare on mm-hmm. the DeLorean, unless it's the zombie that's probably apocalypse. That's what I'll do if I ever get a, ever get a flat. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so I've been debating whether or not to pull yeah. the spare out of the car and get that couple extra inches of of space if I'm going someplace and I want to put a bag in there. Cause like, so, uh, right. Jay, Jay Shetland when in March, when I was there this last year, I had met Jay yeah. at, at, uh, the previous DeLorean weekend and we became friendly and he had Toby working on his car and we connected and I was like, wait, are you there? I actually you... saw his car. Yeah. When I was at, there. at Toby's shop in March. Uh, so I, that's how I ended up yep. driving with Jay back to Salt Lake because I just changed my airline ticket. But um, we, I didn't plan on driving a DeLorean back. So my my suitcase is a hard shell, pretty yeah. big, pretty big hard shell case, and I was going to be there for three and a half weeks. So I didn't have an overnight bag. It was a full full size piece of luggage. Well, when Jay said he was coming to pick up his car, I was like, "How much stuff do you have in your trunk?" Because there's no way my right my luggage would fit in the trunk closed. So luckily he didn't have a bunch of stuff in there. I had to open my suitcase and have it open in the trunk of the DeLorean just for, for the hood to close. <laughs> so it was kind of funny getting gas. You open it up, there's all my clothes and all my junk in in an open suitcase in the trunk. <laughs> I think I got a picture of that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. In your three years now, have you had any uh, significant breakdowns? No, not really. The car was in uh, pretty good shape when I bought it, and I've um, tried to keep it up. It, you know, I regularly take it to Toby for maintenance and stuff like that, and then like I do my own oil changes on it. But uh, this last summer, I had one in. I did have an incident where I was driving down the freeway, and the engine just all of a sudden shut off on me. And so I'm like, "Crap!" So I pull over to. So I was actually on my way to a uh, PNDC tech session. <laughs> so I pull over to the side. I call Toby telling him on the side of the freeway and that the car had stopped and I couldn't get it started. And so he said, well, check the inertia switch, see if it's that. Uh, it wasn't, uh, that was fine. And then I went back and I looked in the engine, everything seemed to be in order. So I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to call AAA, have them send a tow truck 
get it up to um, your place, and then we can look at it at the tech session. Toby's like, all right, fair enough. So uh, tow truck finally comes after about an hour. We load it on there. We drive up there, and I was first was all worried because like that was the first time I had it towed. And, you know that whole thing about you know they, they don't let tow truck drivers, uh, yeah, don't let them do it the backwards louvers. and don't let them um, you know put the uh, yes because the louvers and don't let the tow truck drivers put the winch cables on like the control arms. Right. It turned out this guy had uh, towed DeLoreans before, and he knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> so. So, yeah, so we That's got funny. up there, and we unloaded it, and then we poked her around the car for probably close to an hour. Toby was doing uh, some other stuff, so it was me and a couple other owners. And Toby comes over, uh, takes the cover off the, initi- the ignition coil, and goes, wait a minute. He goes, is the battery off? And I'm like, yeah, the kill switch is off. So he takes the wire that I hadn't noticed that it slipped off, slides it on, and goes, try it. I turn oh. the key, it starts right up. Oh, no. So I was going to say something with alternator or battery because that, that's usually what it is. But Yeah, no. Yeah, no, it was a wire had worked its way loose. in your, On your kill switch? Well, no, it wasn't the kill switch. It was uh, off of the ignition coil. Oh. Uh, one of the wires coming off of it had just worked its way loose, so he just slid it back on, and it was fine. Wow. And then he said it was kind of loose, and that's probably what happened is, you know, driving down the road with the bumps and stuff, it probably just caused it to eventually come off, so... We crimped it down on there a little bit harder, and then after that, I always I kept checking it for a little effort to make sure it was still tight on there. It it's is. not a it's but, not a screw on; it's a push on. Yeah, there's no there's no nut to hold that one on. Oh, I'm gonna have to look at that. I'm that's curious. Yeah, interesting. Cool. So, is that the only time you've been towed? That is the only time I've been towed. Yeah, I have not had the. Oh, you'll you'll have the what do they call it? The ride of shame. The ri- or something yeah, like that. I have not it, had the ride yeah. of shame yet. Yeah. Everyone was giving me a bad time when I showed up to the tech session. They're like, oh, it finally happened to you. About time. <laughs> In fact, the tow truck driver, uh, when he was unloading my car, he said to one of the other guys, he was like, haven't I towed your car before? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, the that time that I took it to work, that you know, I'd had the car less than a week, uh-huh. I was waiting for people to come down from the office because we were actually, it was actually my going away lunch. And we were walking across the street to the mm-hmm. restaurant. Well, I had parked the car in front. I had the doors open and the lights on because it looks cooler that way. I knew nothing about the car, right? It was my, I had had the car a week. So sure enough, sitting out there as long as I did with everything turned on, by the time people came out and chit-chat and blah, 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 I've got you know 15 people standing there, and I turned the key. Ruh, 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 ruh. I killed the battery with all the lights. Oh. Ah. Sucked. I killed my battery once too. Yeah. From the same thing, leaving the lights on. No, it was actually. Um, I have a CB radio in my car, and I had accidentally left that on for a week. Um, <laughs> I was out of town, so I came back, hadn't noticed anything. I went to get in the car uh, to start it up, and first thing I noticed is you know the lights in the door weren't on, and I'm yeah. like, ah, eh, great. There's probably a short in there. I need to replace a bulb or something. <laughs> Turn the key, and nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So, so I'm you, like, crap. And luckily, yeah. I was still in my garage, so I just jump-started it for my truck and then right. let it run for a while, drove it around, and then it was fine. Yeah. And then I just kind of like, hey, the CV's on. <laughs> now, you, now you remember. Exactly. I always remember now. I would much rather have my car towed to a DeLorean tech session because nobody there is going to – they might tease you, but nobody's really <laughs> – they all know what it's about. Exactly. Everyone has, has had their own experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
in three years, have do you have a favorite experience or story about driving the car or sharing the car, car shows, anything like that? Oh God, I've I've had so many good experiences and I can't remember them all. Oh, one story that I can remember that was pretty cool that happened to me last summer. I was out uh, with a bunch of friends. We were at a bar and I had just come from a uh, PNDC event, so I was wearing my PNDC polo shirt and um, we were uh, talking to this couple it was a wife and her husband and uh, we were talking to them and you know they were they were fairly friendly pretty cool people and then finally the wife notices my shirt she goes oh my god you i love deloreans and i'm like and and he and her husband's like yeah no kidding she you know goes nuts for him and i'm like oh yeah i love them too that's why i bought one and she's like no you don't have one and i'm like yes yes i have one and she goes and she goes show me a picture so i show her a picture and she's like, oh, I still don't know if you have one. And I go, it's outside if you'd like to go see it. <laughs> and she's like, you bet. And she's like, you better not be lying. And I'm like, I'm not lying. <laughs> so she's like, oh my god. And so then her and her husband come out with me, and she sees it there and just goes nuts over it. So I opened it up for her. Uh, she got let her sit in it. You know, took some pictures of her and her husband and stuff. They were really cool people. And she really like, uh, it was amazing too. You know, like a lot of people. Uh, who like DeLorean, so they don't necessarily know the history of them. She yeah. did. Yeah. She didn't like the history of the company and all that. And I'm like, wow, more often than not, people, you know, just know it as, oh, yeah, DeLorean was in Back to the Future. Right, right. I, you know what? I had that happen two two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I, ta- I finally got around. I've been wanting to do it literally for years, before, well before I had the car. And then for the last two years that I've had the car, I've wanted to go to a drive-in theater with the DeLorean. Went to pick up a friend, and while I was waiting right. for him to come down, I was parked right outside the elevator, and I've got my door open just because airflow. And while I'm sitting there, right. oh, yes. two or three guys come walking by, and they're like, oh, hey, man, a DeLorean, so cool. And the guy, and the one guy turns the other guy goes, yeah, you know, the DeLorean got set up by the DEA. And I got out of the car. I was like, okay, you are the first person that is everybody else is like, oh, he was a drug dealer. <laughs> I said, yeah. How in the world did you? Yep. How do you know that? Because most people do. He goes, "Well, my <laughs> no, most people don't." <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't get the yeah. rest of the story. All they all they saw was that front page, and they never read the retraction on page twenty-seven. You know, two exactly. years later. So I was really impressed that the guy exactly. actually knew yep. that it was all a setup, and and it yeah. wasn't. You know, it wasn't him. I've run into a couple of people who knew that, but that was at car shows, and so it was people that you Hardcore know, poor car people, yeah. Knew, probably knew yeah exactly hardcore car people that like yeah just your average joe on the street most of them don't know that yeah that's why i was so blown away that to hear the guy start to explain yeah. to the other guy about it uh, you know in a parking garage at a yeah. you know condo complex that's pretty funny yeah so do you have a do you have a worse <laughs> yeah. story as well where you know I, i've heard the people arguing i've heard that there are stories about the people that argue at car shows and they're like oh no it was the underframe is made of plywood or no it was built down the street here and yeah i've had um a couple of people at car shows who were stating stuff that's just blatantly incorrect and like um i haven't had anyone argue with me yet about it though yet probably the <laughs> it's not a worse story but it was kind of um to show you how some people are this wasn't too long after i got the car it was uh the uh my first year owning it and it was that spring it was a warm day outside gone to like a uh starbucks i was sitting outside with my drink right near the car 
some guy comes up and starts taking pictures of it. And it's like him and I were the only one close to the car. He looks at me, he's like, hey, the DeLorean for Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, yep. And then <laughs> I was going to let him take a few more pictures and offer to open the door for him. Yeah. And then um, and then uh, he goes, well, you know, a friend, uh, my you know brother's friend, cousin, whatever, or something, uh, had one once before. And I'm like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, so... You know, I've sat in it, and I've been around them quite a bit. Oh, really? He goes, <laughs> they're not very good cars. <laughs> and at this point, he I mean, he hadn't realized that I was the owner, even yeah. though there weren't a ton of other people there. Yeah. And so then I kind of, I look at him, and I go, that's my car. <laughs> just kind of, you know, to say, yeah, that's my car. And the guy comes to me, he's like, oh, scurries off. <laughs> He just got. He thought he was like impressing me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. had that discussion with a couple yeah. people at car shows where they're even even standing yeah. there with the car, like, "Oh yeah, they're a terrible car." Like I have mm-hmm. had almost no problems with them, and they usually do pretty good. It's it yeah. depends on the person driving them, and yeah, yeah. I think most exactly. people go off of thirty years ago. I will say the DeLorean was not a good car. There was enough engineering problems that people hadn't figured yeah. out yet. But over the last thirty plus years. People exactly. like PNDC yeah. and other places have figured out how to make the car more reliable and fix this problem and that problem, and now you generally don't have an issue. Exactly, yeah. Except yeah. for when they catch fire. <laughs> I assume you've seen those videos and the pictures yeah. of the car in, in Utah. Oh, I've seen those videos. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the one that's been going around lately, yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. There's some. There's a little controversy that I've been reading, there's some people yeah. saying it's a scam yeah. or or not, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to believe. I just Me either. I I think the guy that that owned the car had one of the first things I read was that he was selling it for seventy thousand dollars that day when it caught fire. Yeah, I read that, and I was yeah. like seventy. Gr- Nobody's paying seventy for a stock car. I have not seen. I mean, no one is. No. no. So uh, I that was my first thing. I was like, that's kind of weird. And and then the story yeah. about the Rite Aid thing uh, that he went inside, they wouldn't give him a fire extinguisher. And now there's right. somebody from the Rite Aid is like, I gave you a fire extinguisher and you didn't take it. I don't know what the truth is. I'm not, right. not going to make a judgment well, on that guy. Well, then he got rear-ended. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw yeah. that too. Yeah, I don't know what to think about it. Me, me either. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got it got rear-ended and that may have been what caused the fire, which I'm like, I've heard of other DeLoreans getting rear-ended none of them caught fire, but... Like you said, the whole thing's kind of the whole thing's kind of weird. I mean, I read through the comments and yeah. stuff. You know, it's mildly amusing, but yeah, I'm certainly not going to insert myself or make any comments on it. Well, I'm uh, well. We are right now, <laughs> but it's That's what comes true, to, we are. what comes to mind is the it's the old argument about replacing those fuel lines because yeah, if you don't yeah. if you do not Which touch I've done. That's good, and I have not yet. I'm going to very soon, especially because of this. It just mm-hmm. reminds me, but in talking with other people, it's like if you don't touch the fuel lines, literally don't physically touch them, they're probably okay. But what happens, I guess, is that people will yeah. start working on the engine and they'll rub against them or, or you know push them. Literally just touching them can right. cause the, the tubes inside inside that rubber shield to crack, and that's how you end up with fuel leaks. Yes. So... I was like, okay, so yep. nobody now is going to touch that, you know, under that engine until those fuel lines get replaced because I do not want the fire. Yeah. Um, no. The other, the 
Last episode, I had Dara Sloan on, and then I think uh, 009, I had Manson Chung on, who works at Hot Wheels. Both of them, and I'm 99.9% sure they don't know each other, they both bought the Blaze Cut fire suppression ring. It's just a flexible piece of tubing that you zip tie underneath so that when it oh, catches yeah. fire, when a, when something catches fire, the plastic melts and it and it dumps the suppressant real quick. So... I started back when I talked to Manson last year, I had been thinking about, it. I had done some research, but then when Dara said she had done it and that this fire just happened, I started digging in and doing a bunch more research because I'm like, okay, for 150 bucks, that's a, that's a little piece of insurance, pretty inexpensive. There's the installation is literally zip tying it on, but all the videos and all the examples and all the reading that I had done, they were all in enclosed compartments. And the DeLorean, you know, there's right. a ton of venting on that engine cover. So yeah. I thought, I wonder. So I emailed BlazeCut, and I sent them pictures of with the louvers up, but the engine bay closed. And then I sent a second picture that had the engine engine cover open so they could see the engine. I said, can I right. use BlazeCut in this configuration? And the guy replied back and said, no, the BlazeCut is not going to work on your car. There's too much ventilation there. The it, really? Yeah. Um, and and, he, and I so said... So it won't get hot enough to melt the plastic or I, something? Apparently, yeah. Now, obviously, when the whole thing wow. is engulfed, I'm sure it will, but by then it's probably not enough suppressant to I'm put the sure. fire out. Yeah, it's a moot point then. Yeah. 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 So, and when you watch the videos, it's amazing. They, you know, they literally spray gasoline on an engine with the blaze cuts, you know, yep. inside of the hood, and then they close, they set fire, they close the hood, and within a you know minute... Boom, you can see it pop, and it puts it out. And then a minute later, one of the videos, they start the car right back up. Like, that's pretty amazing. But with our cars, there's so yeah, much ventilation is. there. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Now I'm trying to figure out another solution. Because I'm concerned about, yeah, having a fire extinguisher is great, but by the time you figure out that you've got a fire, that means there's flames, right? So trying to open the louvers. Yes. And then... That yeah. hot that that engine cover is going to be hot because it's metal. Then you've got to not just open it, but then you've got to get yeah. that thing to latch. Whether you've got the latch on the louvers or you've got the the la you know the spring loaded latch at the back, trying to keep that engine bay open and shoot it with a, a fire extinguisher. I don't know without burning your arm off. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't I don't know if it's going to be possible. Yeah. So I'm going to have to start. Asking I don't know how. People. Yeah, I don't know how you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So now uh, one of the things, so the guy from BlazeCut did say you probably need a bottle system, which is basically the same thing. There's a bottle that is you, you mount, and then you've got your, your plastic <clears throat> hoses around there, and, but that's got a lot more suppressant. The, one, the BlazeCut, you know, the $150 version, is literally a single tube. Right. So um, it can put out the fire when it starts, but once you've got a pretty good fire, it's not, I, I think it's not going to be enough. So I, now I'm kind of looking, going, okay, right? What's the cost of one of those bottle systems? Well, they're I think the ones I was looking at were like four hundred, six hundred dollars, and I'm going, well, is that is that worth it? Because really, if you replace the fuel lines, that's the that's the problem. The cars don't catch fire if it's not for that. Usually, yeah, that's the big problem: is old fuel lines or people that have done incorrect repairs on the fuel lines. Right, but it's always related to that. Exactly. It's always related to that. Yeah. So now I'm just thinking, okay, rather than spending four, five, six hundred plus dollars on a fire suppressant system, 
it's better to just put that money into the into the fuel fuel lines and yep. injectors and all new washers yeah. and screws and all that stuff. So that's going to be my next thing is exactly is doing yeah. that. Yeah, very worthwhile investment. I mean, even if your old fuel lines are fine, like they're still thirty some years old, and it's just it's nice to have that peace of mind. That's like okay, my fuel lines are new. So the yeah. odds of them springing a leak is a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, this probably sounds really stupid. When that happened, I actually, for a minute, I actually thought maybe I shouldn't drive the DeLorean until I do those fuel lines. <laughs> I mean, it sounds dumb, but I, I was like, geez, I just drove to Northern California and back, and I've driven to Vegas and back, no problem. So yeah. it was just, I got freaked out all of a sudden. You know, I... um Right before I got mine replaced, um, another car had caught fire not too long before that, and I had the same thoughts. It was like, maybe even I shouldn't drive this thing until the fuel <laughs> lines are yeah replaced on mine. Yeah. Another car caught fire up there in Seattle area? No, it was, um, I think it was posted on DMC Talk or something. Got it. And the last one I saw was Paul Nye's car, the time his time machine conversion here in Southern California had caught fire, and luckily he got it out so it was basically just the back end of the car was destroyed right and he was able to get it all fixed was that fuel line related i forget yeah I'm, i think it was yeah i'm i'm 95 okay. yeah. sure that was fuel line again it'd be interesting to start kind okay. of polling yeah. people to find out when they've had the fires just to confirm that that's that's it I, I can't think of any other reason that's that's the reason why right if mufflers get hot yeah they might cook whatever's inside but they generally don't catch fire Right, yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, when I know we had, um, this was another story I was told that helped uh, make my decision a lot easier as to whether or not to get new fuel lines. Um, a few years ago, this is before I was a member, a uh, bunch of PNDC members were over in Yakima for a parade, and a car in the parade caught fire. Now, I guess, uh, luckily, there was a fire truck that was also in the parade, and it was just like a couple of floats back, and I guess they turned on their lights or something. They came up and they put the and they uh, put the fire out before it got um, too bad. But um, he had uh, been work. He had just put his fuel system back together. I forget if the lines were new or not, but he had just been working on them. Ah, yeah, scary. And I think yeah, he had leaned on them like right before the parade or something like that. Yeah, it is kind of scary. So well, make sure it's done right. I guess that's the trick. So yeah, exactly. You've yeah. got new radio. You've got new front suspension. Anything else in the car that's different for your car? Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, one thing I forgot. I have one of those uh, fake uh, Momo steering wheels. Oh yeah. How do you like it? I actually really like it. Feels good. I like kind of like the thicker, um, the thicker grip that it has on it. Feels a lot better than the uh, the stock one. Is that why you did it? Because you wanted a thicker grip, or was there something wrong with the other steering wheel? I thought it looked cool too. Okay. <laughs> the thicker grip and the fact that it looked cool, those were the only reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know uh Don Steger is selling a car right now and he was really excited about the new steering wheel and I actually I think it's an original, but he got it uh, recovered at by an upholster and it's it looks thicker. Oh, nice. Or maybe it is a, a Momo or a fake Momo, mm -hmm. but he was really excited about the new steering wheel. I'm like, I like the I personally like the steering wheel. I wish there was an airbag in it, yeah. but Well, I don't have any problem, yeah, with the original ones. Yeah, that'd be nice, but yeah. 
You've been the president of the Pacific Northwest DeLorean Club for the start of your second year. Yes. Let's talk about the club because I, I reference you guys a lot. Okay. I ta tell lots of people how envious I am of how, how many people you have, how active the club is. You guys do three or four tech sessions a year. Uh, like I said, I was a member of PNDC years ago. I'm a current member right now. It's, uh, what is it, 20 bucks a year? And you guys send out four newsletters a year? Twenty bucks, mail. Only 20 bucks a year. Yep. Yep. Great resource. And it's also nice, even though I don't know the people up there, having you know phone numbers, email, contact information, uh, it's nice that I can reach out to the people up there and just say, hey, I've got a question, or I, I oh, understand absolutely. you're the guy that did this, yeah. or you have that. And uh, yeah. I sincerely, I'm yeah. not hawking it for you guys. I think it's worth it. I, I like the idea of supporting a club because you guys are so active and, and do some great stuff. We actually are really active. Yeah, we um, last year we had 22 events that we did, uh, not to mention we got uh, 22 events, and then we get requests all the time, you know, to appear, for cars to appear like at weddings or graduations or someone will be having an 80s party and ask uh, us if we'll bring a car to that. So the 22 events does not include those those special requests? No, it does not include those. We schedule 22 events uh, per year, typically. What kind, that, that is we surround, that's what it has been. What kind of attendance do you get mm -hmm. to those? It really depends on the event. For like things like the Seattle St. Patrick's Day Parade, I think last year we had... Nine cars. Nine cars. You had nine cars okay, in, yeah. in the parade. Nine cars last Only because I was there. So I know you had nine yeah. cars in the parade and you had eight at the car show right. at the Space Needle because one person peeled off. And then uh, the year before was the year we had 12 cars in the parade. Wow. that's all. You almost have two two events a month, though. Yeah, about... Um, yeah, some months, like when the summer months hit, we'll have, uh, I think, like, last July. No, June. We had, like, yeah, we had three events that month. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the Seattle St. Patrick's Day Parade is one of our big ones. The Spokane Lilac Festival Parade, that's another big one. We talked about that a little earlier. Portland has a nighttime parade in June called the uh, Starlight Parade, which I think last year we were allowed to have eight cars there. Wow. Because uh, they restrict the size of each participating group. Otherwise, sure. I think we'd have a lot more because that parade's <laughs> supposed to be really cool. Let's see. We do a car show in Issaquah every Father's Day. And last year, I think we had 11 cars there. Ah, so jealous. And your tech days. I know I had called Arnie uh, probably over a year ago because I want to put together a tech day here in Southern California. And I was concerned that having DMC California so close by that a tech event wouldn't go off because everybody just takes their cars there for work. So I called Arnie Brandon, the previous president of PNDC, and said, hey, you know, does it work? And right. he's like, well, we had a tech event yesterday and 18 cars showed up. Like, what? Yeah, the tech events are, I mean, even if you don't need work done to your car, there's like the whole social aspect of going to sure. one, which is actually the tech events are one of my favorite things that we do. And like, I'll go to them, even if I don't need anything done to my car and I'll just hang out and talk with the other owners or help someone else with their car. If I can, um, you know, the stuff I can work on on DeLorean is still somewhat limited, but <laughs> I like going there and talking and, you know, learning how to do different stuff. And yeah, they're great. Very cool. For the thousandth yeah. time, I'm jealous that you guys are so active. 
and we have what is it? We have four tech events in the Seattle area per year. We alternate between uh, Toby's shop and then uh, one of our other members. He has a garage with a lift in it. And then there's also we try to do a tech event when we go over for the Spokane parade. Uh, we do a tech event uh, in Yakima, and then we do a tech event down in Portland. Oh, so they're not. Oh, wow. So you you are spread out. You're not doing it at the same place every time. We try to give. I mean, most of our members are around the Seattle area, but uh, we have a pretty good contingent down in Oregon. Pretty good contingent over in Eastern Washington. So we include them too. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> pndc.org is the website, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, like you were saying, it's only 20 bucks a year. Four newsletters, and obviously you don't have to live in the Northwest region to be a member. You don't have to own a DeLorean to be a member. If you're from out of the area and ever up visiting and want to get in touch, please let us know. And if we have an event going, you're always invited. Not just that you send out the, the printed newsletters, but you guys do a great job of sending out email as well saying, hey, there's an event coming up, and, mm-hmm. you, ha- and you always have the events yeah, listed in there. Yeah, we try to have weekly emails go out. Yeah, that's yep. and great information yeah. there. Even if it's, I mean, I look at it, and I'm like, dang yeah. it, I wish I was close by because that looks like fun. But it, like you said, it's the social <laughs> aspect of getting together. I have I tried yeah. for many months just to do like a Thursday night, you know, Sonic driving in and out burger meetup where it's not a four-hour commitment. Right. And after four months, I gave up because it was me and Skip and Patty. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. other people would show up and I, I was making phone calls, sending email reminders, trying to get people to come out and uh, people are busy. I get that, but I'm yeah. like, it's a Thursday night at seven o'clock, grab a burger, get a soda, sit and visit for half an hour and then leave, but couldn't get anybody to go. Must be me. <laughs> well, we have times where like, yeah, we'll have, we'll have an event scheduled and the, um, attendance is some t- somewhat light, but it just depends on everyone's schedules. And I mean, yeah. sometimes it can feel like herding cats to try to get uh, everyone to show up at, at a certain place at a certain time. Sure. Are you going to DCS this year? Um, I've thought about it. I'm actually getting a lot of pressure from some of the other folks I know to go. So maybe I'll have to, I hear they're really cool. I went last year or two years ago, right? Sean, you have to go. It's not, there's no question about it. <laughs> I mean, Figure out the finances and go. I'm sure this one will be just as good as the last one. Yeah. Uh, I've I've mm-hmm. heard some people that had been to lots of previous DCS. They're like, well, this last one was not as good. I was blown away. There was, I don't know, I think that there was 50-something cars there, tons of owners. And I'd only had my car for six months, so I still was a baby. You have to go. If you don't, right. I, I promise yeah. you, will be, you will be kicking yourself. Even though you have such a great community up there. This is a chance to talk to the people from the East Coast as well. Right. Uh, listen to some amazing stories, see some great cars, because those guys aren't driving out, out West, and we're not driving out East. So it's a nice chance to see see some of those cars and swap stories. I'm going for sure, and I'm still trying to figure out how to maybe do some kind of live interviews or something for DeLorean Talk when I'm there. Uh, I've also thought about doing kind of a roundtable thing where you just put a couple of mics on the table and invite half a dozen people to sit around a table and just BS for for 45 minutes and share stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. I'm going to try to find a way to make it work this year. So put in your, your vacation request now (laughs) because they have the dates. Exactly. September 15th. (laughs) Wait, September? 
Oh, shucks, I forgot. Was it September? I thought it was going to be August. August 15th through the 19th. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let me just double-check that. DeLorean Convention. August 15th through the 19th in St. Charles, Illinois. Okay, cool. Well, I guess I know where I'm going this summer. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm... I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to them getting the website updated, DeLoreanConvention.com, because I want to know what days, what's going on before I book my hotel and travel and all that stuff. Because I, I, right. I, it seems, I think on DMC Talk, there was a talk, uh, part of it is on the 15th is going to be a tech day, which could be interesting, but if I don't have a car, it might not be as interesting. So looking forward to them getting it updated. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they do that. Yeah. Okay, so I ask a lot of people. You're a three-year owner. What is in the trunk of your car? In the trunk of my car, I have a uh, tool set just in case I ever have to work on my car or anyone else's on the side of the road. Uh, I have a bottle of Windex and a lot of rags for for uh, car shows. And uh, I have the uh, DeLorean luggage rack, which you need to get, by the way. Yeah. Well, I believe me, I keep looking for them. I just... Well, I've seen it a couple times, and I'm not paying three hundred something dollars <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, no. At yeah. some Luckily, point, Toby find... had one in stock, and so that's how I got it. <sighs> Lucky. Yeah, I'm kicking myself yeah. for that one in Vegas. <laughs> you know, there's. I had asked. There was a couple of guys about a year and a half ago that over in I want to say Germany that they went camping in their DeLoreans. Oh wow! And I thought there is no way. First of all, where are you carrying your stuff? First of all, and second. Yeah, I just and but they did real tent camping in Europe and they sent me some pictures. And in fact, the article is up on DeLorean directory dot com under the article section. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, they had a friend build them a on, for both of the cars. They built a luggage rack, you know, did some welding and stuff. It doesn't it's not retail right. quality. They didn't make it to look perfect, but they did a pretty good job. And I was thinking, OK. Other than getting the hardware that you have, you know, for mounting onto the car, the rack itself could be just about right. anything, you know, if you can, if you do it correctly. It could, yeah. So somebody, somebody yeah. out there, hint, hint, needs to come up with a an aftermarket rack for the DeLorean, if for no other reason, just for those overnight trips when you want to be able to take one more, you know, one more bag. Absolutely, or something. yeah, yeah. It's definitely, and yeah, people, I mean, use those things for more than just. Tires or skis, although I don't know who puts their, who takes their DeLorean up skiing. But, I want to I want to see somebody take his um, DeLorean to go skiing. Yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> I've seen pictures or a picture out there of a DeLorean with skis mounted on the rack, but I I don't know if they actually took it up skiing or if they just it was a photo op or something. I don't know. That that was one I was talking about. I think that's an an a, a advertisement yeah. for DeLorean from back in the eighties. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I could be wrong. I I don't yeah. know. I that, I saw that picture a while back as well. Well, Sean, uh, thanks for hanging out and talking. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we could keep going on for a long time. I don't want to keep you forever. It's nice to talk to a club person from a good active club. I'm, I would really like to do more of these with presidents of the various clubs around the world to learn more about their club and the people that are there and uh, you know spread the word. And Oh, definitely. That would be really great to hear. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a good way to for the yeah. people that are maybe thinking about or why should I join a club? Because I've heard a few people say, well, the reason mm -hmm. why the, you don't have many uh, much activity in Southern California is because nobody wants to be parts of clubs anymore. Like, okay, I, I could buy that compared to 20, 30, 40 years ago, but 
it's about that socializing right. and learning from each other. It totally is, yeah. Uh, Jay Shetland and Dara and a few people are starting the DeLorean Motor Club Utah, dmcutah.com. And oh, he, cool. doesn't, he doesn't know, he didn't know the guy that the car burned up, and he's in Orem, which is 20 minutes right. south of where he lives. So the fact that you've got a DeLorean in the area that people don't know the guy, and it was his supposed dream car. How how is that possible? And you know the guy looks kind of young, so maybe that's part of it. He doesn't want to hang out with older people. I don't know. But you're pretty young, and here you're now the president. Yeah, and we have some younger people in our club. A couple of folks in the club that are actually younger than I am. I'm 35. Wow, that are owners or non-owners? Owners. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. And as I always talk about you guys, please. Uh, Give my good wishes to the club, and if I can ever do anything for you guys, if anybody, if anybody in Seattle is ever down here, please definitely say something. Will do. Then I live right next door to Disneyland, but all of Southern California is easily accessible. I know uh, Gordon and Chris Mack and a bunch of other guys in San Diego love visiting. So if anybody from Seattle or anywhere is is anywhere nearby, uh, let us know. It'd be fun to connect, and we'll drive our cars over and say hi. Definitely, we'll let you know. And uh, next time you're up here, give us a holler. Uh, especially now, no question. I definitely will. All right, well, to everybody out there who's listening, uh, thank you very much for the emails and the comments. I am uh, mean it sincerely. I always say I'm not looking for cheerleaders. I'm looking for critics. I want to find out how to do this show better. So I appreciate the people that are writing in with uh, suggestions on who to get on the show. And uh, I I will reach out to more people. Don't be shy. Write in and say, hey, I want to do the show, and give me a couple of dates and times, and we'll do it. Because this is really just about talking about the DeLorean and our experiences, kind of a living history uh, show. So uh, thank you again. Check out DeLorean Talk on pretty much all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Check out DeLoreanDirectory.com. Look at the census. And if you have uh, ideas or criticism for any of those, I'll take that as well. Be safe. Upgrade your fuel lines. And I'll talk to you soon. 